Recently, I read an article that um, was written by Patrick Lencioni. He has um, written a number of um, articles about teams working together. Sure, Gene, bring it up here, okay? But whether it is in a workplace or... Uh, throughout all of life, we are, we are called to work with others. And, and it's very important that, that we, we learn to do that. And we've said that many times, see, this is getting bad. I got to take hearing aids out to put microphones in. And so I better, put the hearing aid in my pocket or I'll lose it somewhere and they don't give those away. You heard about the, the newlywed couple that, that got married, right? That um, They went to their first night and the lady took off her false eyelashes and took out her false eye and and her wooden leg and set it all in the drawer there and took her wig off and put it in there and looked at her new husband. He said, I don't know whether to get in bed or get in the drawer. <laughs> I think of that often. I, I'm put, taking off this stuff and putting on stuff. And, and um, the reality is that as we get older, Things change, and the, the, the law of entropy, things deteriorate and go down. So I don't know how I got to there, but we're there now, okay? I think my hearing aid's in my pocket, and I'm good to go there, all right? But Patrick Lencioni wrote, and he's written several books about Death by Meeting is one of them. Um, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. But he then, doesn't do any good if I don't turn it on, right? And then he wrote another book, The Ideal Team Player. And there are so many analogies between working together as a team, and it isn't like Teams came up with these ideas. God designed the team in the church, the body, to work together. And and we've been looking in in Second Peter about the aspect of the reality that we individually are personally responsible for our own growth and development. And in realizing that we are responsible for that. God gives us all the tools, but we are responsible for our growth and development. And in understanding that, if we grow and develop, that will help the whole team. But this author brought out three key values, virtues... You can call it of a winner. You can call it of a team player. You can call it of success, whatever you want to call it. 
But I believe these are virtues that every one of us as believers ought to have because we have a higher calling than anyone else. There is no higher calling than being a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and it, it deserves and demands our all. And many businesses and, and organizations will have a list of values, and some of them 10 values, um, 17 values that we have. As I saw these three values, I have been musing on these for several months and thinking of them in my own life. And, and so this is kind of born out of this. But these three values, I believe, as a believer, will make a difference between us just getting through life and us being fruitful, as we mentioned this morning, and, and us adding to our faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and so on. And the first one is be humble. I mean, unless we, the more I've studied and we've been through First Peter and over and over again in First Peter, it mentioned to be clothed with humility, to put on the apron of a servant, to embrace servanthood, and, and this aspect of, of being humble. It's, it's acknowledging, I don't know much. There's, there's no limit to what I don't know. There's, there's a whole world of what I can learn. There's a, a whole opportunity. And the longer I live, the more I realize I don't know much. And some of you say, we knew that a long time ago. But the reality is... For us personally to embrace a humble spirit. And a humble spirit says, I need help. We, we sometimes see that as a sign of weakness. But that is a sign of strength in acknowledging, I need help. There are, there are many things that I don't know. I need help. And as a believer, I need others. As we go through these things, I want you to think of people that you think are, are, have a measure of success. And I venture to say that these three things will be, will be found in their life. One of the, one of the Bible characters that, that I hold as a, a, a great hero of the faith is the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul embraced a humble spirit. You notice what he says in verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Notice what he says. By no means do I have it made. I don't act like I'm an expert coming here to tell you these things. I have not arrived. I've, I have not attained. A humble spirit acknowledges that I need help. I need others. There's so much that, 
I don't know. There's so much that I can learn from you and, and embraces a humble spirit. And the Apostle Paul said, I am the chief of sinners. The Apostle Paul in humility said, it is but by the grace of God that I am what I am. And, and a humble spirit. I mean, in, in workplaces, in sports, you can tell people that, that have a humble spirit. They want to learn. They, they don't come with an attitude, yeah, 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 don't, don't bother me. They want to learn. They, they, and, and they may be at the top of their game, but those that, that are the achievers know they can get better. They want to learn. There's, there's no limit to what I don't know. And this humble spirit is foundational. We've said it many times, C.S. Lewis, quote, Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. We abuse humility, or rather I should say the opposite of humility, is when we talk about ourselves and rarely celebrate the successes of others. Can you celebrate the success of others? Can you, can you really rejoice with them that do rejoice? We find it much easier to weep with those that weep than we do to rejoice with those that rejoice. And really that comes down to our pride. But a humble spirit, I want to learn, there's much I need to learn, um, I need help, I need others, and a spirit of humility. Secondly, the value, not only just be humble, but stay hungry. Stay hungry. Paul said, I am not done yet. I have not arrived and I press toward the mark. There's that, that staying hungry. I, I, yeah, God has done some great things, but I am not done. I want to keep going. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. Why? The standard is Jesus Christ. We ought to hunger and thirst after Him and stay hungry. And praise God if there's been growth, but there's a whole lot more growth that there can be. And this aspect of of staying hungry, you know, don't be content with where you are. And you might say, well, I thought we're supposed to learn contentment. We are to, to not complain about what we have, but we should never be content with where we are spiritually. We, we get this false contentment when we compare ourselves with others, compare ourselves with what we used to be, but we need to have a hungry spirit. We need to keep learning and learning. I mean, you know, when, when you think of, uh, for example, some of these Olympic athletes or um, I, I think of um, some of these national champion collegiate wrestlers. They'll just have won a national championship and they're going down the tunnel, going out to work out, work out because they said ah, a national championship isn't 
I'm hungry for a world championship. They do it for a corruptible crown. We have an incorruptible crown, and we're often not hungry. We're not, we're not, I want more of God. I, I, I'm not content with this. And, and this be hungry, there's a, there's a desire to work, there's a desire to, to pursue. And Paul said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press. And that's a be hungry attitude. That's a, a, an intense attitude. That's a, a against odds. I am fighting through this. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. How hungry are you for God? How hungry are you for growing? How hungry are you for showing the glory of God? How hungry are you? It's not just saying, yeah, I need help and have a humble spirit. It's, it's to be hungry. John Newton, who wrote Amazing Grace, said, I am not what I used to be. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. And praise God, I am not what I someday will be. He was thankful that he wasn't what he used to be. He said, I want to be more than this, and I am going to pursue that. And I know someday, thank God, I am going to be made perfect in him. And he kept pressing toward that, to be hungry. Hungry people, in this sense that we're using this, be hungry. Hungry people almost never have to be pushed by someone else. Why? Because they're motivated and they're diligent. And it's it's the love of Christ constrains me. It's... It's the love of God in my heart that is motivating me and and establishing me. So it begins with be humble and and think not of ourselves better than others, esteem others better than ourselves. And we've looked at humility a lot lately in in First Peter and Second Peter. Secondly, stay hungry, and thirdly. He said, just be smart. And in, in what he was talking is, in your relationships, be smart. But in the Christian life, I mean, many times we just do things that, that chop the legs right off from under us. Romans 13, 14, he says, Don't make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I mean, there are certain things that it's just not smart to put us in that environment. It's just not smart to do this. It's, it's just something that it, it's not wise. And, and many times we're, we're not very... 
We're not very intelligent when it comes to it. I mean, is this going to help me draw closer to God or not? I mean, just asking a simple question like that. If we're hungry for that, if we're desirous of that, then it will be reflected in the decisions that we make, and we will manifest that. Many times we walk out into the battle, and we act like we're going to praise in the park, and we're not going to praise in the park. We're going to warfare. And and we're getting mowed down, and that's why Paul wrote to those at, at Corinth, and he said, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, he said, you are walking right into the devil's plan, and you are cutting your legs right off from under you. You will not bear fruit. You will not draw close to God. You will not glorify God. He says, don't be ignorant of his devices. Be smart. God, give me wisdom. And that's where the only way you are smart is through the word of God. Turn to Psalm 119. We looked at this Wednesday night in, in our Bible study. But Psalm 119 And notice verse 97. Psalm 119, 97. Notice what it reads. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to the mouth, Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every evil way. Through your commandments you've made me wiser than my enemies. You've given me more understanding than my teachers. You've made me understand more than the ancient people. And he said, through your precepts I get understanding. We become wise through the word of God. And so, three basic things. Be humble, stay hungry, and be smart, or have wisdom that is from above, however you want to, want to deal with this. But the reality is, is this is what we do because we love God. And, and we want to honor Him. I mean, God's principles... Work wherever you apply them. And so there are athletes that have no idea about the principles of God, but they are humble and willing to learn. They are hungry and they are smart in the sense that this is not going to help me achieve my goal, so I'm not going to do it. 
Would to God we as Christians had that discipline. That, that we realized I need all the help. I, all the help I can get, I am going to welcome it. I, I, I'm going to embrace humility and I am forever going to be, have an insatiable appetite for God. I am going to stay hungry for God and, and understand and push and press toward the mark. And I'm going to ask God to give me wisdom that I don't walk right into my own messes that I make. I mean, there's enough stuff to walk into into this world without us making them and to avoid it. And so the aspect, we want to be successful believers. We want to be honoring to God. Be humble, stay hungry, and be smart. And to ask yourself tonight, which one of those three, to some of you, you know already, there's certain, certain practices that you have in your life that it's not smart. I just need to put that away. There's some, you may be saying, I've just grown content with where I am. And, and it's easy to fall into the mode, well, I'm just waiting for the Lord to come. We're not left here to wait for the Lord to come. It ought to motivate us. It ought to encourage us. But we're, we're left here to serve and to stay hungry. God, what are ways that I can serve you? What are ways that I can, can be faithful to you? And to be humble. Are you willing and open for God to use anybody to teach you? Are you willing, we mentioned this morning, die to self? A humble spirit is willing to die to self. A humble spirit is not concerned about their own praise, but the success of God's team. I just want God to be honored. It doesn't matter if I'm honored. And in in understanding that, honestly acknowledging this is my strength and this is my weakness and and God, I want to pursue you with all my heart. I want to be hungry after you. And I need your wisdom. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would stir in us a hunger for you. Lord, I pray that we would willingly embrace a spirit of humility, that we would be clothed willingly clothed with the spirit of a servant, willing to serve. And Lord, I pray that we would have wisdom from above to recognize the devices of Satan, to recognize the lies, to recognize the traps, and that we would be smart, that we would ask, is this going to help me or hurt me in my walk with you? Because, Lord, the bottom line, only what is done for you matters. And, Lord, may we not have those that pursue a corruptible crown put us to shame with their learner spirit and hungry spirit. 
But Lord, may we that have been called to an incorruptible crown be humble, stay hungry, and be smart through your spirit. Lord, thank you for the examples that you've given us. Thank you for the Apostle Paul and his ministry. Thank you for the lives of those that you've brought into our lives that have been examples to us. May we, in turn, be examples to others of what you desire in believers today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.